on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Can we be there? Ah, we are here. Oh, just think of the time. You don't have to think about it. It is right here. It is right Our now. Love so strange. Said you never know. How you doing today, Brandon Stoker? Oh, I'm doing great. Got one question for you. Yeah. When's the parade? What is the national championship parade? <laughs> Didn't, what? <laughs> what? We coming. Oh, we coming, baby. What is it, man? I thought they won the national championship. <laughs> wait, 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 everybody's acting. Oh, man. I'm joking. Settle, relax. I'm just joking. What a game that was. Oh. How you doing? You took like... Oh my god! I haven't gosh. seen you in like a month. Yeah, I, well, I was off Friday, and yeah, then Monday we were giving off, yep. and then um, man, it's so good to be back here. It's a beautiful day. Uh, I'm in a fantastic mood. Happy well, that's Tuesday. good to know. We're all glad that you're in a fantastic mood. Yeah, yeah man. we're happy after you know having Friday and Monday off that you're in a fantastic mood today. I'm re-energized. Yes, good. good. That's I'm good. I'm re-energized. We need you re-energized, Zach. Holy moly! You talk about re-energized. You talk about. On life support as a program, uh, the 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 conference and the program on life support, and the first sign that we get from Coach Prime and the CU Buffaloes on the national stage is upsetting Texas Christian University on the road as a three touchdown underdog. Are you kidding me? We have a million different angles to talk about this one from. Um, I can't wait to get your thoughts, but I'm going to raise my hand first things first and say, you can freaking file me under people that did not see anything close to that, uh, what we saw on Saturday morning. Yeah, no, look, I mean, that was impressive. That was as impressive as, as you can get. I mean, we were, I was, I know, I think we were both just hoping that they would be competitive. Yes. Like, just don't yes. get blown out so yes. we can keep this momentum yes. going. Everything yes. that you work for, and it's been so much fun. We love covering CU, especially, Hell yeah. especially you know, this year. Yep. It's been a blast it with Dion and yep. so much fun. And let's keep that momentum going, right? But if you go out there and lay an egg, that thing can go quickly. Like, oh, CU's fake, right? But they didn't. They went out there and not only competed and made it close, but found a way to win the football game. And it was like every time that TCU would take the lead, you thought, oh, my, this, might be, this might be it. This right. might, and then right. CU responded. So impressive. They made clutch plays. You saw, you saw guys just step up all over the place, right? And it's like, wow, I mean, there's some talent on this football team. It is. It, it popped off the screen, didn't it? Yeah, you can, you can tell me about these recruits all you want, right? You can tell me about Shador and Travis and – um, you know, Dylan Edwards and all these guys, right? Uh, Horn Jr., yep. like all these great players, five-star, four-star, whatever the case may be. But until you go out there and do it, that means nothing. Just because you have a star by your name means nothing. Until you actually go out there and do it, and you got to go out there and do it together. Collectively. As a team yep. where you haven't done it before. That's not easy, folks. So I think, look. I mean, we had every right to be a little bit skeptical of, like, what that product was going to look like right away. Um, and I give a lot of credit uh, to that coaching staff. Hell yeah. To that coaching staff. No question. I can't believe that was the one thing that popped out early to me was offensively. They looked like a well-oiled machine. Crisp. Yes, like 
up-tempo, quick. I mean, they were moving quicker than TCU was yes, moving. Yes, they were. And it was so impressive. Like, this team just got put together. You're, you're going to see, like, some some hackets. Yes. Just not like that, but you're going to see some issues pop up to where, oh, man, you know, delay a game. Oh, man, they had 12 on the field. Like, you know, and we did see the the, 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 the field goal block. Like, you're yeah, going to yeah, see yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, yeah, that right? That's, yeah. you got to work through this stuff. Yep. But man, offensively, Zach, I mean, oh my are you gosh. kidding me? They look like they've been. They look like the the O four Colts. And he shoehorned it in the first segment. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Man, but no, you're right. They were catching TCU with too many men on the field yes. because their offense was moving so quickly. My biggest questions about CU this year were in the trenches. We talked about it uh, last week when I had uh, CU going under three and a half wins. Said I couldn't find the fourth win. Guess what? They found it for me. All right. Um, still got to go out there and do it and perform. And we'll talk about you know this coming you know weekend when it when it's appropriate. But the the synchronized effort from that offense and offensive coordinator Sean Lewis, give him his flowers right out of the gate. I mean, that was as impressive as a debut. And on so many different fronts, it was the resiliency. You you alluded to it. Like, you're down. It, like, like, it felt like, okay, here's TCU. Okay, here's TCU taking the lead. And then CU would take it back. Oh, and well, here's TCU really showing the dad strength. And here they're, now they're back up again. And then there was Colorado answering it. So it was the resilience standpoint. It was the discipline. Stokely, you know how many penalties they had? Six. In their first game, six total team penalties for four quarters of competitive high-level football. I just, from from the coaching standpoint, scheming it up, from the discipline standpoint collectively, from the resilience standpoint, the poise on the road, God almighty, man. I just did all not. All on the road. All on the road. All on the road. Yep. Against a program that was in a national championship game last year, a program that, you know, was building towards something. And... Do uh, you go do that? I mean, just just flat out remarkable. Never would have thought that they would have gone out there and won the game, right? Three, three touchdown underdog. It's just just remarkable. It, it was, and, and so much fun to watch. And there's talent there. You know, when you, when you watch some of these players play, there is talent there. And you heard about it. You know, Matt Smith would tell us. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you heard other people pumping yeah. up, pumping up CU. I haven't. You know, I watched some of the spring game. It was snowing. This was like eight months ago. It yeah, felt like it was yeah. like yeah, May. I didn't really see anything great. Um, but you, you're hearing this stuff. But then, like I said earlier, you got to go out there and do it on a Saturday on the road against a good opponent. Right? How great is TCU? I I don't know. You know what what it's going to look like at the end of the year, but I really don't care. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. You went out there and did it, and you responded. The moment didn't get too big. The pressure didn't get too much. It was like <laughs> this is just what we do. And like I said, a, a ton of credit to you know uh, that coaching staff, the assistants. You know, I mean, Dion's not calling plays, but no. he hired a guy I think from Kent. Yeah, Sean uh, Lewis. I mean, what a great job. Yeah, Kent um, State. But then to. You give a lot of credit, obviously, to Dion. I mean, you have to with with the mindset, right? And I think that's where it comes in a lot. Obviously, he does a great job of recruiting. But way to motivate these guys, make them believe yeah. um, the moment doesn't get too big. We're here for it. All of those things. And then they go out there in their first game and they flat out deliver. I just, man, I couldn't be more fired up for them. Yeah, and, and it, was, um, it is a shot of life to this entire state 
for football fans. Yes. Like, even if you're not, a, like, well, we're not CU alums. I can't take my eyes off this program. I cannot wait for a big noon kickoff against Nebraska on Saturday. I cannot wait. Um, and I am rearranging everything that I thought, like the forecast and the outlook. I am just, it's all rearranged in my mind. And it took about two series. It took about two series of football to, to be like, oh, my gosh, look at these guys. Look, look at them. Um, so we still have so much to react to. Very few. I want to get your new thoughts at some point, like what, like now, because you said it. You had them under three and a half, yep. right? Okay. Wow. Well, whoopee D. Like, you know, you're probably going to miss out on that one, but I want to see now where you're at, you know, when it comes to after watching them. We get to actually watch them and evaluate them. And yeah. so, all right, they're actually better than what we thought. Yeah. Uh, better than most everyone else thought. Yeah. Because even if you were bullish on Colorado, you were probably saying things like, this game's going to be closer than you think, as opposed to CU's going to go in there and win. I didn't hear that. So collectively, nationally. There's a few people out there. There was a few there, people out there. There, there, there was. I'd, Scrappy Will. Scrappy Will. Um, no. No. Will Peterson does not get credit for calling a CU victory. I, I, saw, him, I, saw, I, I saw him play some money on it and, and win a big bet on it. Okay. We did two segments on it on Thursday, yeah. and Will said, you could look up and see Colorado winning 28-27, or they could be down 51-3. to And I'm like, well, thanks for what casting the widest net in the Is history that what of he said? Well, predictions, Will. When he filled in for me? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. So, but he, but you, he texted us. If you, if you put your money where your mouth did. did. Okay. So, he did. so so he gets a you don't remember on the, that on, on the uh, on the money line? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna have to go dig that up. You were on the text. I, I got to go dig and it up. He, and then he sent the uh, Donald Duck uh, money gift after <laughs> again. But you don't even. You probably didn't. Are you? What are you doing all weekend? <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> Goodness gracious! Whoa! Like, oh, are you coherent? Very few people were expecting an outright upset versus TCU. Apparently, Will was. But what came after the game had the world also talking? We'll take a dive into that conversation coming up next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Few people were expecting an outright upset versus TCU, like apparently Will Peterson did. Holy moly! You just now just what? 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 You made me feel a little bit uncomfortable because you're like Will sent us the thing, right? But the, and the game's at ten o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, how did I? How did I miss that? How right. did I miss Will sending me? Because he put, you know, he bet the money line just flat out, right? Like I said, but he, he said it at nine thirty the night before. So just for clarity, like. I don't want to make right. it seem like I'm like waking up and getting after it. It was nine thirty on Friday night. I had been golfing. Was, right, you know, right. but it wasn't like so twelve. I missed, I missed it, it wasn't eleven thirty. It was nine thirty. Yeah, but to like to totally miss it and not even see it the next day, like I mean, I, I raised my hand. I'm gonna, he did it though, right? I mean, that was a big it. boy he, bet. Too, it was, and it won. So like you know, there, there was a few people kind of calling the shots. Not, yeah. not not the majority. I mean, money line. On that game, when you're As a twenty a point dog, touchdown underdog. That's uh, that's good really, for Will though. Golly, yes. that's freaking bold, man. I know. That's what I said he when I saw it. When I saw it, I was like, I was like, dude, that's you know, I don't want to put his business out on the street, but it was a lot more than I thought it would right, be. Right. 
You for know? a money line bet. Yes, on a 20-point dog. Oh Not a five-point dog. So shout out. Scrappy Will. He, the Ilias Diaz, and yeah. then he had a couple, one one or two others that were just right. like, wait, what? Yeah, he's been hot here he lately. He's been hot. He has been hot. Um, hot boy. Hot boy. Okay, so very few people were expecting an outright upset versus TCU, but what came after the game had the world talking? Now, we're going to get into some of these individual performances. Uh, Shador Sanders, Travis Hunter. We'll, we're, we, we've made time specifically to talk about some of these guys today. But what did you make of how Dion handled the, the, the post game? Because that got as much conversation um, of how he responded to it. Was, it was, and I didn't realize who he was talking to at who first. Who was he talking to? Ed Warder. Oh, Ed. From the Cowboys. From the Cowboys. Like yeah. long-standing, right. your traditional journalist, ESPN, um, and he like he covers Texas. Like Texas sports specifically is yeah. based out of there, and Dion is uh, truly based out of there. Some people think of him still like Florida State. No, he's made his home in Texas. He's at his, his camps at academies down there. Um, so there's some familiarity. I think Ed, Ed, Ed might be from around here, too. I think from around here. Yeah, he, parts, th- yeah there, there's, there's some connection. Yes, here. there is. Yeah, does he live here now? Yeah, okay, okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Because I remember him saying something about Folsom Field, like this is the most beautiful place on the earth and stuff like that. So, yeah, I knew there was some connection. So he lives here. Okay. So Ed's there in the post game though. And, oh, my gosh, it didn't take more than 30 seconds for Dion to put his crosshairs on Ed Warder. What's up, Bob? You believe that? You, you believe Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. Do you believe that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. I ran through that bull junk you wrote. I, I ran through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. Do you believe? You don't believe. You just answered it. You don't believe. Next question. Mm. Okay. Pretty aggressive. Very aggressive. So Dion sees and hears a lot, apparently. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um, and doesn't forget. And keeps receipts. That was um, that, that was what he led with. It was yeah. like, I got, got all my receipts. Right. I just think it's a little premature for a victory lap. That's it. You know, I'm not down on the game. Hey, look. But when you start calling out reporters um, for having, you know, an opinion on a, on a team that was the worst team in the, in the NCAA last year, it's like, okay, I mean, yeah, maybe some people had uh, some doubts. And maybe some people had more doubts than others and mm. that it would happen this fast, right? Um, but... We only ran the first lap. This is this is you know a uh, a twelve mile race here. It's a marathon. Like you're you're in first place right now, but you still have a long way to go. So let's let's hey, I love it. I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. Yes. That was stinking awesome. It was insane. But at the same time, it's one game. Yeah. It was impressive. It was as good as it gets. As good as it could get. But. Man, Dion, I, I would just say, like like he had been doing, you know, it's like everyone's taking shots at him. All these other coaches, they're all taking shots, and he doesn't respond to them. Right. You know, but right. why, respond to these, why respond to these reporters after one game? Yeah. Because what happens if you slip up this week? Yeah. And you know, I'll be inevitably, like, it's bound to happen. Right. You, you won a game you weren't supposed to win. Inevitably, you'll lose a game that you're not supposed to lose. Uh, you would think at some point, right? Yeah. But I mean, but like, you know, like, let's just, I don't know. I just think it was early to, to start calling people out. But, you know, hey, Dion has his ways. And, um, you know, he's been so entertaining. And, and, th- and that, they were so much fun to watch. 
So I guess, look, if you want to keep going down that road, go down it. It's just not my style. I would have just preferred not to do it after you just ran one rate, one lap and you're already putting your hands up like, you know, you did something special. Yeah, and, and the thing is, everyone else is going to do that for you. Yes, great point. Everyone else is, is going to rush to do that for you because everyone knows the landscape and the dynamics of inheriting the worst Power 5 team in the sport. So, like, we're, we're, we're well, well aware. Um, and I would caution Dion. And he was just so excited, so I got it. And he should have been. He should have been. He should have been. But um, oftentimes those shots are shaped like boomerangs. So be careful because they can come back to you, and, and, and people will be more anxious to toss them back your way when you make them feel like that. Um, but I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. The, Ed is trying to respond to Dion. He's like, what did I write? So – do I think Ed Warder was like, this team's going to suck? Because I did see, there was a guy from like, I, I don't know if, I think he was actually employed by ESPN that said like, if you think like UMass is the worst roster in the country, like this is going to be the worst roster in right. the country. Yes. You want to take a shot at that guy? That seemed right. personal. That's yeah. like, whoa, why are you doing all that? But I don't think Ed Warder came out and was like, this team sucks. He was like, what did I write, Dion? Like, and he's like, do you believe like, and he's like, believe in what? That you're going to win the national championship or? Uh, you know what? Right. And he's like, "You're answering my question for me." Next question. It's just like I don't know. I to think that Ed was being unreasonable—that's not what his career says. It was almost like Dion had some kind of other issue with Ed from back in the day, Could covering with Dallas or something. He did Could have been. didn't like him to begin yes. with, uh, and then you know Ed might have said one little you know negative thing, but nothing too big, or asked a question. Yes, and then Dion's just waiting for him. Oh, there's right, Ed. I'm coming right. after him. <laughs> right. You know what? You know, that's a, that's a good observation because they're both they have both been in that Texas area, and to think that there wasn't previous interactions is probably naive. Well, Ed covered the Cowboys forever. Of course, of course, of course. And, and, I'm talking and, about and, a negative uh, interaction. Oh, yes. And and here's another one just to kind of validate what I was just saying. Um, remember the documentary Dion did? on? I don't know if you saw it, the 30 for 30 or whatever it was. A great, great, great deal. Oh, when he was baseball playing two sports. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember how he got so personal with, uh, that was Jim Gray. That was Jim Gray, I think, right? And he, uh, no, not it might not have been Jim Gray. It was um, one of the reporters, right? And he and he made sure to dump the water on the guy. Oh, that's right. During the celebration, oh like my wouldn't gosh, stop, you're like right. kept going you're right. after him, you're right? right? And, right. And, and because Good like, Dion hears and sees, and so that's kind of almost like what he was doing with Ed right there. Um, but also the, the 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 other thing that I, I didn't like about that is, um, you know, now. It's almost like um, you're putting, I don't want to say more pressure on your players, uh, but there's more um, where they will look at what you're saying and they think they've accomplished something. Mm. And I know that's, I know, look, I, and I'm going I'm to say that by saying this, I know Dion's telling them we haven't done anything of, yet. Of course, of course. Right? That we haven't done anything. Because but, if you lose against Nebraska, what you just did doesn't matter anymore. That's all gone. So you got to beat Nebraska to back that up, to validate it. Yeah. But, like, when you say, hey, we've arrived, um, you know, uh, do you believe now? And, and these types of things, he didn't say, that, you know, we've arrived. But when, do you believe now? You kind of start going down that type of road. I just think that the players might look at it and be like, eh, yeah, what, you know, we, we, we have arrived and, and take that type of approach. So I, I just didn't, I didn't care for that. Well, uh, exciting times here. Tim McCarver. Tim, Tim McCarver. McCarver. There Thank it is. You. There Thank it is. you, Chicken Fingers. Yes, yeah. but great. I totally forgot about yeah. that. But he, he held after. that grudge. Yes. He did. He did. It made him feel a type of way. That's right. Wow. Um, okay. 
Really good conversations here. We're going to dive back into some of the specifics of what we saw in that remarkable victory on Saturday morning on Fox. I cannot wait to continue to break that down. But in the meantime, Sean Payton gave his first game week press conference, and boy, has he shifted gears. Details next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Because it's already Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, dude, Thursday night, Lions Chiefs. That's right. Friday night, there'll be college football. Wake up, Nebraska CU. Early. And you got Texas and Alabama. 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 At fr- 5 o'clock on ESPN, that game will be. I mean, dude, there are. It's. I cannot wait for this weekend. And then the and whole smorgasbord on Sunday is just insane. You're going to go to the game, I think? Um, probably. Probably. Okay. I think so. Okay. Okay. I think so. I plan on I, I, I plan on I love going to the opener. The opener for me uh, as a player was always awesome, right? You're just like you're there and you don't know what the team's going to look like or feel like or be like, you know, really. And you're like, here, it's a new year and you have the national anthem, you have the flyover and you just get goosebumps and it's like, oh, yeah. it's here, right? Yeah. It's the start of something new that you really don't know what it's going to you know, be like at the end, but it's like this is fresh. This is this is one of, and you never take that uh, for granted. So it was like always such a great feeling. And then you know, as a fan, I've I've got to go to a bunch of them. Um, a, a buddy of mine invites me, and I I, I, I bring up my um, uh, PFM. Uh, I bring my uh, I've been bringing my oldest, right? Okay. Oh, but he's not here. But no. he's not here. Ooh. Right, so he's not here. Ooh, ooh, spot open for my youngest. I still got another one, Zach. (laughs) No, Um, no. And uh, so... But but if he turns it down, you know oh. my, my wife's putting up her hand. But I might just give her the stiff arm for you. Yes, let's go. All right. Um, So... Uh, but like it's so it's so cool to, to to have that with your with your with your kid and like okay this is the opener of the season man this is awesome and so I just love that first game and then it's, you know I'm looking forward to looking at the scoreboard yeah. it's against the stinking Raiders <sighs> right got to get off to a good start I mean it's scripted like you can't make it up it, it is just like you need to get off to a good start yes it's right there the first two games the first game is against the Raiders at home. And I'm just, like, looking forward to seeing that big scoreboard and what yeah. this new team looks like. Sean Payton, a lot of excitement here. So I'm fired up, man. Man, I cannot wait. Uh, fun times. And this is, like, hopefully, are we finally, are we at the end of the tunnel? Ever seen the movie Shawshank Redemption? It's one of my five favorite oh, movies of all time. Oh, love it, love it. And when Andy, man. Andy he's, D- Dufresne? It, yes, Andy Dufresne, and he is just going through it, man. He's been in that prison for so long, and he's at Shawshank. And he didn't even and, do it. Didn't even right? do it. Yeah. Didn't even do didn't it. Didn't even do it. But I mean, going to battle with the warden and the sisters and all the stuff that comes with it. And he's finally escaping. He's going through that tunnel, man. He's in that freaking tunnel with all that slop and, you know, the muck and the mire. Just trying to get free. And it feels like the Broncos are inching their way toward the end of that tunnel. And it just so happens it's raining outside and Andy just sticks his arms out and he's free. Right. It feels like that's what... Did you shed a tear when that when he got out like catch, that? Catch me on the right night. Yeah, and you Catch could. me on the right night. Yeah. Second Tito's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, look, it feels like we're inching our way out of this tunnel. And could we finally be out with that rain pouring on us and washing the stink of seven years uh, uh, f- from the past? Sean Payton uh, giving his first in-season press conference asked about the uh, strengths does he have on o- on the offensive game plan? Yeah, I, I, I think, look, throughout the course of the spring training camp, we've got a pretty good grasp as to, man, the strengths, uh, the things that he does well. Part of, part of it is, you know, each week tailoring the offense around the opponent we're playing, but also the strengths of our own players. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty common uh, week to week with each opponent. And, and then he was asked about Russell's, you know, yeah. Russell's strengths yeah. in the offensive game plan. Sean's not going to give you much. And you see, you hear that, like, and he's on Zoom, so it's a little bit different. Um, but he was not in the mood. He, Sean Payton was not in the mood to do the banter thing with the media. And look, When was this? This was on Saturday, I think. It was Saturday or Sunday. Okay. Um, and I think it was on Sunday, actually. Maybe he didn't have his coffee. Maybe he didn't have that latte. Right. Start popping off. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, you know, he was a Jimmy Jimmy Buffett fan. You know, okay. rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, shot. that was a bummer. Um, I think everybody, doesn't matter what, you know, music style you have, like Jimmy Buffett's just like, you, you love Jimmy Buffett, right? Yeah. You can sit back and have a cold one or whatever and, yeah. and just jam to some Jimmy Buffett. Well, unfortunately, we lost uh, Jimmy Buffett here in the last couple of days, and Sean was a fan. There's even a picture of them, like, on stage together at one point, and Jimmy Buffett, this is during the Roger Goodell suspension thing, oh. and Jimmy Buffett was rocking a shirt that says, Free Sean Payton. Oh, love it. So there's some history there. Wow. But uh, yeah. so, so, so Mike Kliss felt comfortable enough to ask Sean Payton. Will Seems you- like a friend of his, right? Like a yeah. good friend of Sean yeah. Payton. Yeah. So, okay. like, he's like, hey, will you mix in some... Uh, Monday, uh, I think it's Mondayville, or uh, I think a song you know, based on a Monday. So maybe this was yesterday, uh, yesterday morning. He's asked, "Hey, are you going to play this like during during warmups uh, this week?" Some Jimmy Buffett, and this was his response. Uh, we haven't we haven't really looked at the music for stretch right now. We're just focused on our meetings and uh, and getting this week started off right relative to Las Vegas. Like, all right. nothing, just like all yeah. business, all business. Here's here's Sean Payton, uh, you know. Huge story here, Colorado football. Hey, did you uh, did you watch CU this weekend? I didn't see any. I didn't see any college football. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Not I the love mood. it. Not now. No. Look, he, he's getting ready to you know coach his first football game here, and he's grinding. Yep. So look, he's not about giving shout outs and like, oh yeah, great CU. Yeah, we're gonna start playing some Jimmy Buffett this and that like. He's grinding right now. He's in grind mode trying to win a football game. Right, men? I mean, that's that's our mindset. So I get it. I love it. I love it. Um, so I, I, I do. I, I really do love that approach from him. We don't need to be going into, you know, how great he, he – you know, he doesn't need to be giving us a breakdown of Shador and, and Travis Hunter and, you know, all these other players on CU. I, I want him watching film of the Raiders. I want him coming up with a game plan for Russ. I want him coming up with a game plan to stop uh, Mad Max Crosby mm. and Devontae Adams. Mm. Don't you? Yes. Right? Rather yes. than watching, you know, uh, a three-hour college football game on Saturday. I, so I um, I love that approach. I love it. Yep. This is actually the version of Sean Payton that I thought we were getting for the last six months, too. You know, when he came on the scene, it was all business initially, asked for anonymous donors. And then since, he really loosened up doing the podcast here, doing a podcast there, you know, having fun with Kay Adams and the Buckets, doing all this fun stuff. And then it's game week, and now it's like 
buckle down season. This is kind of the version that I thought we were going to get for for months in a row here. Yeah, and I remember as a young football player, um, you know, my first year with the Ravens and not really knowing what the heck is going on, right? Just like trying to survive, you know, trying not to get shot with a paintball gun, trying not to get mm-hmm. dumped in the cold tub, stuff like that, <laughs> right. right? Just like head down, don't make eye contact with Tony Saragusa. Yeah. Right? That's like my main mission um, because everyone else was kind of low key as for the most part, you know, not, but he was just like, he was the big Italian, yeah. right? And, and like, he's just going to say whatever. And um, if you look at him and he's not in the right mood, they probably just grab you and maybe throw you in a cold tub or yep. whatever the case may be. So, um, but the veteran players on that team were like, you know, once, once the first week was there, they're like, all right, you're going to see a difference in all these coaches. Like, even the assistant coaches, they start getting really tight and tense because they know what's on the line. And I could. I could just see it with, um, you know, just how these coaches, you know, how they were through the offseason, really relaxed in the offseason, you sure. know, just whatever. Sure. And then you get to training camp, and then you get to the regular season, and it's just like those mistakes that you were making in the offseason and training camp, like, you make them now – and it's, there's no leeway. Unacceptable. There. Unacceptable, right? Especially if you're a younger football player, right? Um, and I could just, I and, and they were right. Um, and I think that's changed a lot throughout the, you know, since 1999 as far as just these coaches being, you know, in the office for 18. And that's probably because they haven't slept, you know. Um, right. And, but so I think that mindset has changed a little bit. But there was a difference. There is a difference. Um, now that it's game week, everything cranks up a whole nother level. And you can hear that with Sean Payton. I cannot wait to talk about this Raiders matchup uh, and what it means for the team if you want to get to where you think they can go. And I'm just going to ask the question at the top of the hour, is it a must win? And we're going to talk about some of the dynamics of the schedule uh, and the importance of this matchup this weekend against the Broncos' rival, uh, the Raiders. Okay, we saw a major shift in the way Coach Prime and CU are viewed after their upset win at TCU. But we also saw a shift of a different kind as well. We'll fill you in on what you need to know coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. saw a major shift in the way Coach Prime and Colorado are viewed. And I raised my own hand. I have shifted all the furniture that I had arranged for Colorado football in uh, 2023. Not that, uh, and, and just to reiterate, I don't want to dump on myself too much. It was steadfast in saying Coach Prime is the right hire. This program is going in the right direction. But I could not have foreseen the competency the well-oiled machine, the resilience, the poise, um, the the discipline. I mean, six penalties for 88 new players and all new coaches. Just, I'm just, wow, Stoke. I was floored, floored, given what my expectation was coming in to when the clock hit zeros and everything that we saw from Colorado football this weekend. Yeah, just how could you not be um... – just so impressed with what you saw. Like, you're talking about the penalties there. It felt like the Broncos had six delay games in the first, you know, two games, the first game. Yeah. Like, I mean, so to go out there and execute, you know, high-tempo offense and um, be able to respond every time you got down, some crucial clutch plays there, obviously, 
you know, the fourth and two, um, just a great design of a play, great execution. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, uh, you know, I thought we'd see a team that was a little bit rusty and a little bit, you know, out of sorts in some, you know, parts of the game, but they just responded every time. Give a, give a, a tremendous amount of credit to that coaching staff, you know, not de- just not just Dion, but the whole coaching staff, right? And how they got these guys to to play and perform on the road, hot, um, humid, and to go down there and get the win. So, and the kids for for delivering. It's it was unbelievable, man. What yeah. a game! What a game! And um, I think it just kind of hopefully continues, obviously, but it validates everything that you know Dion was talking about all off season. That was our biggest fear that it could get ugly. And then now you lose all your momentum. But that momentum is just like, it's, oh it's even gosh. higher now. Stoke, Stoke. They stole the show for the college football's opening week opening weekend. They stole the show. What what was a bigger story this past weekend than CU football? Man, and, and I'll just say this. I had, my wife didn't know what she was getting into. You know, I didn't normally like sit her down ahead of time. Like, hey, just a heads up, college football starting this weekend. Like, I'm going to be watching a lot of it. Right. She says to so me. you got the kids all weekend. Well, no, 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 no. She says leading up to me, uh, leading up to the weekend, she goes, hey, just a heads up because there was stuff going on this past weekend, stuff going on. She's like, I just want a chill weekend. I'm like, oh, oh. so we're just chilling? Perfect. Perfect. I watched so much college football this weekend, you know, and she would go do stuff. Like, she went to the pool. I stayed home with the kids because I'm just chilling. Like, like, So I got to watch so much college football this weekend, and I'm saying that because every single time one of these games went to halftime, Lead story, Colorado football. Every single halftime, all weekend long for every single game. I just could not have anticipated. Of course, it was going to be a story regardless of the result. But I just couldn't imagine that. It was the biggest story for the college football in sports the last couple days. Coach Prime and the CU Buffs. Yeah, I mean, look, it was probably, you know, the biggest story in the offseason, you know, nationwide. Or one of the biggest stories, right? Deion Sanders. Yep. And what he's trying to do at CU. I mean, it, it was... On the TV all the time. Yep. Right? And we would look up and there's, you know, um, uh, Little Wayne and, you know, all these other, you know, celebrities. And then you'd have these former athletes there. And I saw on the sideline of the game, it was like, oh, that looks like uh, Warren Sapp. Yep. Um, and then you had T.O. up there. Yep. Uh, there. Um, you've just Michael had, Irvin. Yeah, Irvin. I mean, just like, you know, Hall of Famers, celebrities just continuing to be in Boulder. And so it's been like on TV and, and one of the biggest talking points all off season. And then when you go out there and you win the way that they won, it's just going to continue. You just can't a lot of up. fun. A and, lot of fun, man. And, and, and I, t- I tweeted this over the weekend. But you know who the other big winner in this is besides Colorado and their players and the alumni and the fans and the students? It's Fox. Oh, Fox put their wow. chips on Coach Prime blind. We had no idea. Like, there's a little bit of revisionist history happening here. Like, I see it online. Like, oh, you're an idiot. You didn't see this come. Like, we didn't know. The experts had their over-under at three and a half, and the under was juiced, meaning it was more likely that the under was going to hit. Fox, as a network, put their chips they on They wanted coach. you to take the over. Yes, they did. They did. Yes. That's another way of saying it. They wanted you to take the over because it was more unlikely to happen. Um, but for a network like Fox to put their chips on Coach Prime to lead the season and then to do it again for the Nebraska game blind, I can promise you, plus it was a fourth quarter game, so the advertisers are all happy that everyone stays oh. around. I promise you guys, the executives at Fox were doing backflips and popping bottles on yeah. Saturday evening. That's a great point. Um, 
I didn't think about that, but they did. I mean, you're talking about two weeks in a row. They, they're, they're, you know, that morning, you know, leading up, and then, you know, bam, here's CU. If it was a disaster, right? I mean, you're people stuck. are watching me. Right. So people weren't. I mean, what a game that was. It was. You know, not only to see you win, and now you can build that momentum into rivalry week here with Nebraska, but the way that they won right. uh, was just spectacular. So, so much fun, and I'm just glad that uh, the, the, you know, the train just keeps moving, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I, you know, watching this offense and seeing what they were able to do and some of the talent on this football team, I mean, I, I mean, uh, Travis Hunter. Let's you talk know. about, let, yeah, let's talk about him. That's, yeah, I think we need to. Because I said, I said there's a shift in the way that people are viewing Coach Prime and CU, but there's also been a shift of a different kind as well. Talking about Heisman Trophy odds. Travis Hunter is doing his best football show, uh, Shohei Otani impression. Playing on both sides of the ball, 129 snaps on Saturday. I want to ask you if that's sustainable here in a second. But Travis Hunter went from 100 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy to 25 to 1. And in some places, our lowest 14 to 1 in one game. Just remarkable. I mean, 129 snaps. I just, in that heat? I mean, are you serious? And not just playing snaps, balling. Yes. You know, making some big-time catches, making some big-time plays. Uh, dropped one early in the game when he ran by the guy. Uh, Should have had it hit the ground. The ball came out. And right before that, you know, Shador underthrew him yes. on one where he yes. was wide open. Not wide open, but open for a touchdown. Had a couple steps on the guy. Yep. Uh, but still bounced back. What an interception. Um, and, and made some, some, some big-time catches. So, you know, I was watching that interception again this morning, and – when I was watching, I was like, that's Dion. That's Dion. Mm. He baited that quarterback. Mm. That's a Dion move right there, right? <laughs> that's a guy that's very aware, a very uh, smart football player, and, um, you know, knows football, knows concepts. And so, you know, you have some guys running there inside. Well, you got a back coming out to the flat, right? And he was able to read and wreck. And the guy looked wide open. The yep. running back looked wide open. Yep, he did. He looked wide open. He did. And so, but that's what happened when Dion played. The wide receiver looked wide open. He would bait the quarterback to throw it, and then it was boom, the makeup speed, right? Oh, there he is. What an interception, in a, you know, obviously in the red zone there at the, you know, two, three, four, five yard line. Uh, but then to go out there and make some big time catches offensively, uh, I mean, I, I, dude, that's a lot of snaps. How many snaps? 129? Yes. Dude, I'm like, how? And then, and then there was one snaps where he's like pursuing the running back for 60 yards down the field and saving a touchdown yeah. and then capping it off with a bad. It's like, this guy. And then, so, but he also has a team high 11 receptions. Uh, and, and, and I have a stat here for you that they put up on the screen yesterday. Uh, Travis Hunter is the first FBS player in the last 20 seasons with a 100-yard receiving game and a defensive interception in the same game. It took him one game to make history. And you're seeing the odds uh, in the Heisman Trophy race reflected. We'll talk about Shador a little bit later because he's got a shift of his own. But, man. 129. Snap, Zach. That's insanity. Holy cow. That's insanity. And that heat. Yes. Um, just, just absolutely remarkable that he can go out. Not just play those snaps, but 11 catches? For 119 yards, and he had an interception. Like, I mean, and a touchdown where he mossed right. the defender through. Yes. Like, like, wait, what? I mean, come on, this kid is a freak. 
I cannot take my eyes off him and can't wait to watch him in Act 2 uh, this coming weekend in Boulder against Nebraska. Uh, do you think you can beat the fan host with your football picks? Guys, the King Supers fan football pick is back. The weekly winner gets $250 to King Supers, uh, and that could be useful for anyone out there. But the grand prize winner receives groceries for a year. So how much does it cost to enter? It's free 99 That's right. Cost you nothing. No downside. You can register now at denversports.com slash picks. Well, yeah, I don't think that was a touchdown. That He didn't catch a touchdown. He just uh, uh, it's, uh, yes. said touchdown. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wanted, I'm just, sorry. Yes. So we don't, we're not yes. going to house clean. Just not going to house clean. It wasn't it was a, a separate, touchdown. Yes. separate touchdown. He caught a separate touchdown. Well, it wasn't a touchdown. So he caught a, a, a touchdown. No touchdown. No, no touchdown. receiving touchdown. Just stop. No receiving touchdown. He made a lot of great catches, made a lot of great plays. He didn't catch a touchdown, I don't believe. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Yes. I, I, I had him down for a tutty. My no. bad. My bad. My no, bad. No, that's what I'm just trying to help Dylan you. Edwards is gathering those. Yes. God yes. almighty. Just, okay. Just take what I'm telling you. Just say yes. No, just made a lot of great Little house cleaning. Just pick yeah. it right back up. Boom. Okay. Um, opening week in the NFL just happens to be Raiders week. Just how important is this weekend? It depends what goals you have for the Broncos, and we'll go through some of those coming up next.